Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice, nor your own sound judgment. In truth, nothing can dim your magnificence. You are a divine spark, a universal light. You are here on purpose. You are part of a divine plan. And it's our joy to support you. We're here to celebrate you. Welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is brought to you by angellight777.com. Hello everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. Really delighted to have you with us and we have such a wonderful program with a very beautiful guest that we're both excited to present to you. And this is for everyone who would really love to just step out of the old patterning as far as dating and relationships go and into something fresh and beautiful and new and authentic to you. Hello, everybody. It's Caroline Cross here. I'm delighted to be here with you today and with our beautiful guest, Diana Doyle. Welcome to Angel Heart Radio. We are so thrilled to have you with us here on Angel Heart Radio today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. I already feel the sparkly energy. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good, good. We have such a treat for you. Diana is the co-author of The Dating Mirror, Uh, Love Again, Trust Again. All the way around, trust again, love again, same <laughs> diff. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> same, same. This book has so much, and I just want to read you something to start that really I felt was really powerful um, when I read this. If you're ready to change your thinking about what's possible and you're committed to using this belief, you can truly have whatever your heart desires. The dating mirror, trust again, love again, is your ticket to yourself. The question is, are you ready to take it? And that quote is from Adam Markle, best-selling author, transformational trainer, attorney, and CEO of New Peaks, which was formerly Potential Peaks. So this is fantastic. What a great start to the show, Diana. And hey, guys, if you're watching anywhere but on Angel Heart Radio, please head on over to the Angel Heart Radio Facebook page and that way we can see your comments and share your questions with Diana if you have any on the show. Diana, what prompted you to write this amazing book? So I was sitting in a coffee shop with my dear friend and co-author Mary Ellen Smith and we were both single at the time. Sorry, I forgot to mention <laughs> Mary Ellen. I beg your pardon, Mary Ellen, you're <laughs> the co-author because Mary Ellen Smith is also a co-author of this book. Thanks for reminding me about that. Of course. So yeah, we were just, um, we were both single and living in Arizona and exchanging stories and we could not be more different. I mean, we are just night and day different. She's blonde, blue eyed, like different generation <laughs> But we're really, really good friends. And we found that our dating stories were eerily similar. And just kind of half jokingly, I said, we should just write these down. And it started out on a Google document, more just for us, because we just thought it was hilarious. And one day, you know, I called her up and I said, okay, we really need to get over ourselves. These stories need to be shared with the world. (laughs) What are we going to do about it? And I want to say two or three weeks later, we... Uh, landed an amazing publisher and the rest is history but it was that moment right in deciding to um, really share the message with the masses and to not let fears or insecurities kind of block us from that because everybody wants love we are love we are divine beings like you said in the intro and if you've had that experience where you know, in past disappointments, you don't feel good enough, you don't feel uh, beautiful enough, you know, you don't like your body, whatever it is, there's, there's always a reason to hide. Um, and this book really is, you know, saying it, it's never too late. And it's never too late to really trust and love yourself and to be open to love. So that's really the message and, and the why behind the book. That's a fantastic message, Caroline, isn't it? It certainly is. And, and you know, one of the little little points I wrote down about it was the benefits of having good girlfriends. And you had the best girlfriend to help you get started and, and get going along this pathway. 
Um, and so, sorry, there's a bit of noise in the background. Um, okay. So, you know, when um, one of the things that I liked in the um, front of your book, because um, Khalil Gibran is my favourite, favourite philosopher as well. And it's so true. Beauty is eternity gazing at itself in a mirror. But you are eternity and you are the mirror. And I just, that just, I just, it just, just pays space in my heart because I think sometimes, you know, one of the things is we don't look at ourselves as being beautiful or any of those kinds of things because, you know, you're sort of brought up to think differently to that. So to, to have that in the beginning of your book, because beauty doesn't matter, really, does it? It's what the the heart and the soul and, and everything tell you as, as to, to a partner and to somebody you want to be with. Absolutely. And, and until we are able to look in the mirror, mm. you know, it's so easy to just look outside for that external mm. validation, for self-acceptance, for self-confidence, and it can only ever come from within us. And we know that on a logical level, but if you really take it into the heart and in the subconscious, you, you feel like, okay, whenever this person is supposed to come into my space, or maybe they're already there and you're in a relationship, this book is for people in relationship too. How can you still honor yourself? How can you honor your partner and not look for them to fill all your needs? Because mm -hmm. that's not why we're here. We're here to share this love that we already feel this connection that we already feel with ourselves to the divine with other people. Yeah. And that's such a very powerful and important point, isn't it? Because we can so often, uh, hang on a second. Um, you guys hearing me okay? We hear you just fine. Yeah. Oh, great. Thank you. Sorry. I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell. We so often, well, I certainly haven't. It was so interesting guys, because right before the show, I was sharing with Diana a little bit about the way I work and one of the things I love to do is to highlight if we're having an author or a co-author is to highlight their book and make sure that people are able to really get a good look and take that into their being because how often do you choose a book based on the cover right <laughs> So I said, so, and I'll just, you know, I love working at, at pages. So if I say page 66, for example, so I thought, oh, I wonder what's on page 66. So I have no idea. Let's see. <laughs> so, and this is so relevant to me. And this is when we say women, we are really talking about men and women, right? Yes, we know absolutely. this. Um, like many women and men, but for me, like many women, I felt very comfortable nurturing and supporting the men that I chose to be in a relationship with, often to the detriment of my own needs, health and desires. Ha! I mean, hello, how perfect is that? And one of the things I love about this book is one of the things you really talk about is how to tap into your intuitive self for all sorts of things, whether it's um, choosing a partner, walking into a room, reading the energy, online dating. This is so important because this is where we make our most important choices from, is from the, our in, intuitive self. But so often we close ourselves off to that, Diana. Absolutely. And I can't tell you how many clients I've worked with that come to me wanting love and they on our first meeting, they'll bring me a list of like 40 things that this person has to have. And I, I look at them and I'm saying, okay, I want you to like take the paper and I want you to rip it in front of me. And they're like, what? I'm like, yes, because if we start there, right, then it's really hard to be present on a date when you are judging, prejudging and judging somebody in front of you. All of a sudden, they're not just another beautiful being they, you know, they are like your savior or like you're about to reject them in your head before they've even said a word and we lose that, that connection. So, you know, I really, I harp on intuition because it's that still voice that knows it knows before your logical mind can justify anything. And so one of the tips that I wanted to share with everybody, and I go into it more in the book is if you've met somebody interesting, right, and you, you know that you're attracted to them, 
after a first date in the first three to five minutes, get a, get a notepad or nowadays get your, your iPhone and make a voice memo and ask yourself, what do I already know about this person? And really listen to what your intuition says. It may say something a little bit strange, like I don't trust him or my belly gets really tight or I feel really giddy. Write those things down because in those first few minutes after they leave your presence is when you have so much information. After that, then we justify, oh, he's just super hot. Like we override all of the red flags, right? Or the opposite. Oh, he's got a good job. I guess I should go out with him even though I have no chemistry at all. So yes, intuition is critical. Developing it, trusting it, practicing using it. If you're not used to using it and you're used to just using this, it can feel like a, a strange transition, but it's not about excluding logic either. We want all, all three, the heart, the head, and the intuition working together. Definitely, definitely. Not, not to have this list that, you know, yeah, we'll tick off this box and we'll tick off that box. That's not how it works at all. No. And it's good to have standards, right? Like we're not saying oh, yeah. don't have standards, but it's different than he has to be six, five and earn, you know, X amount of money and have gone to this school. It's like, he could have all those things and not be available <laughs> emotionally. So what good is the list? Exactly. And on top of that, sometimes a list, um, and I would probably dare to say that Many times our lists are created based upon what we've been encouraged to believe are really important values in a potential partner. And they may not necessarily reflect our own heart space and what is truly important to us as individual men and women. Absolutely. So while I love, and I think a list is a great idea as a, as a fantastic tool, but not as a Bible, except I will qualify that by saying the, um, the non-negotiables. So for me, one of my non-negotiables is they must be a permanent non-smoker. Mm. So that is just a deal breaker for me. Yes. And that's important to know. There is a whole chapter on deal breakers in here, and there's even a contract which I was hesitant to put in at first, but Mary Ellen convinced me. She said, no, if you really mean it, <laughs> like, let's commit to that. What chapter is that? That is doo, 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 chapter four. And, you know, there's a difference between a changeable circumstance and a deal breaker. So let's say, she likes Mexican food. You hate Mexican food. That's not necessarily a deal breaker. You can go to another restaurant one night. But if, you know, smoking, right, smoker or non-smoker wants kids, doesn't want kids, like those are deal breakers. And so we created this little lovely contract so that you, whoever is out there in the world, you see, okay, from this day, I will only allow myself to date individuals who are in full alignment with my high priority deal breakers with the energy of peace, joy, and happiness. And you put the deal breakers handwritten, handwritten and your signature. And there's something about that, that act that's very ritualistic. And it says, okay, you know what? I'm not going to just let chemistry or what my parents want or what my friends say is good for me. I know right? In my core, yeah. what are deal breakers? And, uh, you know, depending on how long it's been since you've been out there, it can be scary to, to set those standards and to trust that that person exists. Yes, Kim has joined us. Welcome, Kim. Always fantastic to have you with us. And Kim says, oh, how nice it would be to know then what I know now. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. However, when you look back at that, Kim, for my take is everything in my life I've been married three times second third husband I married twice renewed the vows once right and you know I've heard comments from other people say oh you know she's been married twice and I was like well guess what I've been married three times and I've learned really valuable important important lessons um, because of each and every one of those choices. And 
I I regard these these men as teachers, but as master teachers as well, because without those experiences, I mean, I don't know what I would have learned. And we've got Carol Ann, who's on the other end of the scale. Carol Ann's been married almost 51 years. Amazing. Right, Carol Ann? Yeah, that's it. You know, I sort of, when I was looking through your book, Diana, I was thinking, Oh, gosh, when when I was, um, you know, doing the dating and all of those things, it was a whole other world, really, you know. It wasn't really, but in some ways it was. But, um, you know, it's really lovely to know that, that, you know, people have an opportunity to read a book like yours, you know, if they're in that situation. But to me, the most important part of all of it is the fact that you're using your intuition with everything all the way through and, and you have various chapters about, you know, the, the various clairs and things like that. And and so that to me was really exciting and that to read that that part of it because that's so much a part of my world, of, of all our worlds really. So, um, so yeah, I'm sort of just in a little bit of a different um, place to everybody else. But it's all, I find that, that it's all very interesting to look at and I, I I was quite tickled when you had that contract because, you know, I just thought, <laughs> gosh, you know, what would I have put there all those years ago? So, you know, it, it's we can never, um, never sort of step away fully from anything really because just because, you know, I've been married for, for nearly 51 years, it's um, it doesn't mean that I'm any different to anybody else. So, you know, you still have had these various things come up in your life and but I, I did love the fact of going through the clears through the book I thought that was really really interesting and, and then going through the cord cutting and, and yeah. all of that when, when when the relationship is over I thought that was that's a really practical and, and a good thing to do that to finally puts that that break into place fully Thank you. Yes, it's so important to have some kind of tangible, physical thing that we can do to release, right, from the past. So often we think we've moved on and then, you know, we really haven't totally let go. And so that process that I learned, it just, it, it helped me to move on. It's helped so many clients to meet the love of their life. Sometimes, you know, within weeks of that it's pretty amazing and for those of you watching that are like what is she talking about with Claire's so we each you know we've got different ways that the divine speaks to us sometimes you see things sometimes you sensitive to sound and other times we just know right your intuition says turn right when your gps says turn left and you follow it and then you find out there was an accident so the more that you know what your dominant channel is the easier it will be to listen to it and to to fine-tune it when it comes to relationships yeah such a great point and we have kim in the chat room saying it's one of my biggest struggles to accept my three marriages without letting the worldly judgment affect me Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, look at this. Hey, this is, this is the power of healing and that comes from when we share authentically from the heart, isn't it? Um, yeah. This is one of my main healing desires right now. So just tapping into that energy with Kim for a moment, Diana, what can you say to her that may be of some um, benefit or support for her directly? Yeah, so Kim, first off, thank you for sharing like there's a, there's a beauty in, in that openness and vulnerability. So really appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, what I would, what I would say is it all goes back to self-acceptance, right? So the world is going to think what it thinks, but how you feel, right, about yourself is the most important thing. So when you think about your marriages, what, you know, what's one way that you grew from them and writing that down and seeing, wow, okay, look how far I've come. Some people never get to experience one marriage, right? It doesn't matter that it didn't uh, 
you know, stay. Sometimes it's, it's just time to go and everybody is a messenger. So know that that self-critic in your mind that's worried about being judged, send that part love. She's, she's, she's always going to be there maybe, right? It's like that little girl inside of us that is wanting to be so uh, loved and accepted and approved of by the world. And we all have it. And the more that you can say, you know what? I see you. I love you. And I'm choosing to accept myself. The world will mirror that back to you. Mm. So that's my suggestion is write actually write down one thing from your marriages, each of your marriages. How did you grow? What did you see about yourself and when you can focus on that gift that self-acceptance is way easier to tap into yeah yeah and you know what i was just thinking when you were saying that um diana was i love the butterfly that's on the cover of the book and so the way to look at that is too is that this was all part of you know the, the becoming the butterfly you have to go through the stages to become the butterfly and so, you know, I think that that's one of my favorite things is butterflies. And so, oh, so much to me when I was listening to you talking to Kim then, you know, I just thought this is an example for everybody, really, that, you know, we come through these stages of transformation to become the butterfly. And to Absolutely. And, you know, there's a funny side story. I don't think I've really shared this anywhere, but um, this cover we went through, I want to say five rounds of different artists pitching us designs. And it was getting to the point where I'm like, are we just being too picky? (laughs) Because, you know, like for all intents and purposes, they were great, but I'm like, it doesn't speak to me. It's not hitting me. And then, you know, the publisher was like, all right, well, there's one more we haven't shown you. (laughs) And they pulled out all the stops. And this is actually an award-winning design I don't know the graphic artist name I should but um she won lots of design awards for this and I said wow I mean we don't talk about butterflies but we talk about freedom and to me the sparklies represent possibility and I wanted it to be blue because blue is like the throat chakra it's about expression it's about communication which is so critical to any relationship so I'm glad that you liked it our publisher was so relieved. He's like, we finally picked this design. <laughs> but again, it's it's stepping into that place of authenticity, isn't it? To say, my head's saying I'm being too picky, but my heart's saying this is not. This, this is not it. it. This is not yeah. it. And he's, he was so patient with us. I just want to give a shout out to Keith Leon and his amazing wife, Maura Leon from Baby Pie Publishing that gave this book a chance and and really uh, let it let it fly. So. Keith, if you're awesome. watching this at some point, thank you. <laughs> so the dancinggoddess.com is uh, where you will reach Diana easily, quickly, and beautifully. And Kim shares self-acceptance. I need to own the experiences. You go, Kim. That is so <laughs> awesome. I will send that part love. And that is the most critical thing I believe that we can do. Because if we're not willing to love ourselves, and I was telling you a little story how I always carry, I've got this crystal with me, which I have um, when I'm on air and it sits in my lap and it's it's actually a beautiful soulmate crystal. And when I first got the crystal, I thought, oh, my soulmate's coming. It's a sign. <laughs> hey, it could have been, but it wasn't. Well, actually it was because my soulmate did arrive, but it was my relationship with myself. Which I've so nurtured much. and treasured and really enjoyed growing um, and continue. It continues to grow because it never ends. I mean, even with you, Carol Ann, you being married 51 years, the whole thing is you're learning and growing within your relationship as well. We never stop, do we? Never stop. It, mm. This is it. It's a continual thing. It, it's just... You're, you're moving with the situation and, and you're learning lessons and you're learning to this and to that. And, and it's about accepting what is, feels right in your heart. Um, even, even in this situation, 
don't have to put up with the crap or anything like that. So, you know, you know in your heart and you know in your, your gut and, and you know within your mind when it's all correct. And, and you know, it's life is such a learning curve no matter what age or whatever situation we're in. And I think that's one of the exciting things about it all. So, and, and the other thing about, you said about the sparkly things, see, I saw the sparkly things as little, yes. little angels and little fairies and oh, yes. things. So, because I'm very much into the elemental world as well. So, you know, I oh, saw it so. all of those. And, and, you know, I actually, I did really and truly love the butterfly and, and that area on your book. I just thought it was beautiful because it just spoke to me. Oh, thank so, you. Thank you. I'm so glad that it does. Mm-hmm. I'm glad mm-hmm. we were picky. <laughs> <laughs> It's very important about settling, not settling on something that's not right. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's what it was. I'm like, oh my god, I cannot like in full integrity not have a cover that we don't feel aligned with when we're telling people to align with themselves (laughs) to create this relationship. I was like, no, that's exactly right. And it's that those baby steps are so important because everything matters. Um, Kim says, love the relationship with myself. Deb Goldberg has helped me hone in on that. Deb Goldberg is amazing. Until very, very recently, Deb was uh, a host here on Angel Heart Radio. She's another wonderful author and she stepped back now to focus on her writing. And Deb is incredible. Debbie N. Goldberg.com, everyone. Um, one of the things I also love in your book, one of the chapters, it's um, the letting go of that X energy. Oh, you know, yeah, that's like a very popular chapter. <laughs> right? And yeah. what an important chapter because, hey, even for someone like Carol Ann, I can see, even though you may have been in a relationship for a long time, um, there's still that factor in there because we change over the years, don't yeah. we? And what may have happened mm-hmm. 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago isn't necessarily a reflection on what's happening now, but we can still hang on to that. So what can you share with us about how do we really truly once and for all begin that process of letting go of our ex-partners and all the baggage that we carry with that? Yeah. So, I mean, gosh, we could do a whole show just on letting go of your ex, but we try to condense it. <laughs> we may so, have to get you back for a bigger, a bigger show. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, in a nutshell, so the first is to get really real with yourself and ask, am I committed to letting it go? Because so often we're doing it because friends tell us we should get over it or, you know, family or just we feel pressure that we should be moved moved on and we're not so first decide step one is decide that it's it's time it's going to happen you're willing I wouldn't even say you're ready you're willing to let it go and you're willing to kind of close the door on what was and that decision can spur a number of actions for some people that I work with once they decide fully they go to town and, you know, start throwing away pictures or memorabilia and it's an external, right. An external action for other people. They need to cry or they need to feel, or sometimes in, in some cases they actually need to call the ex and have that last conversation. It really depends on the person. Um, but one of the things I always like to suggest is to call in the angels mm-hmm. You know, there are so many angels that want to help. And in the book, I talk about Archangel Raphael and Archangel Michael. But there are many romance angels that you can call on and you can speak to them like you would a friend and just say, you know what, I'm, I'm having a hard time letting this person go. And I know deep in my heart of hearts that I need to. Can, yeah. you, can you help me have the courage to decide, right? Perfect. And then that will create a series of steps that unfold from your intuition, but it's different for everybody. Okay. Page 37. I shouldn't have looked him up on Facebook, but <laughs> person, this is a personal story from Diana, everyone. Oh, page so, 37. Yes. And um, hey, what can you share about that? Oh, I remember that. Book. Yes. So I, I, I did. I looked at a picture of the ex and at the time I was 
definitely not over him. I was pretending like I was, and I was dating like five people at once and being this like vixen. But then I had that one night of weakness and I saw, I saw him by a jet plane and he looked happy and I just started spinning out like we do and thinking, when did he get a jet plane? Or like, who did he take? Where did they go? And why wasn't it me? What's wrong with me? Is she as hot as me? Like, what did I do wrong? And it was just, it was horrible. And I went into a downward spiral and I ended up talking to a girlfriend for four hours, reliving the experience. And she finally said, you know what? Like, you need to surrender your ego here. Like, this is not healthy. And what do you want more to get the answers to these questions really? Or do you want peace? Yeah. And I, I realized, wow, okay, yeah, I want peace. That's what we all want deep down. Yeah. Your ego may get hurt. That's just kind of a given. But pivotal moment, isn't yeah. it? So that was the moment when I, I, I realized I was in control of how I was going to let something affect me. And it was my choice. I had to own that I went to Facebook. Nobody made me go. <laughs> I couldn't blame him for having a profile. <laughs> how dare he? Part? How could you? <laughs> I'm done with you because you've done this to me. Exactly. So, again, the dating mirror, the dancinggoddess.com. There is so much in this, and I love the chapters are really specific, really clear, really concise, and they're easy to read. Now, when I first picked up this book, guys, I have to I have to mention this. Have you ever had the experience? I certainly have in my lifetime of meeting people who are only interested in one night stands. You know what I'm talking about here, Diana. This, I went, I can't believe I never thought of that before. What can you share about that? The so, one night stand. Yes. Right? So if you look in your bedroom, ladies and gentlemen, and you are single and you are really wanting a committed relationship, just do a little check. Do you have one night stand or two night stands? If you have one, which if you read the book, you'll see my story. It's pretty funny. Um, I realized that's what I was attracting. I was attracting partners who only wanted one thing. And I could not for the life of me figure it out until I brought in a feng shui consultant and she gasped and said, <laughs> well, now that explains a lot. And I'm like, what? Like, I like my room. She's like, not your room. It's the nightstand. Yeah. And the, the, energy, is, the energy of feng shui is so powerful. And when you're speaking of angels before, Archangel Joe Fiel is known as the feng shui angel. How we, our physical environment and the energy flow or blocks within that environment are really powerful, aren't they? Oh, very much so. And we don't think about it when we're rushing right in our day-to-day -day lives. Although now I think with what's going on in the world, I feel since we're a lot of us are home more, we're noticing it. It's palpable where there's clutter, right? <laughs> oh, tell me about it. How have I been tolerating this? Oh, I was never in this room. <laughs> Just replying to Kim. Kim is saying, this is hilarious, the one night stand. Um, and it's really important because when we start breaking things down into pieces it, it then feels a lot more manageable doesn't it suddenly it's not this massive great problem um, and it's not actually a problem at all it's all these opportunities and the ways that we are going to choose to or choose not to embrace them absolutely if you yeah everything is a choice mm -hmm. and you keep your personal power intact even when life throws you a curveball or somebody stands you up or somebody, you know, doesn't call you. It's like, okay, that's what they're choosing to do. That's an interesting choice. And Hey, I've experienced that as well, arranging to meet someone. And then of course the phone call, Oh, you know, something terrible's happened. I can't. And of course they'd seen me and driven off. I wasn't <gasps> their picture of an ideal woman. And that was a real, another pivotal moment for me because I really wanted to fall into a big black hole about that. And then I really had to stop and think about it. And I came home and I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, what is really wrong with you? And I looked and looked and looked and I said, 
there's actually nothing wrong with me. That person's perception of me is not me. That's their perception and their responsibility. And I was really kind of shocked at myself because I didn't know that I'd grown so much. That's awesome. To get to that place, right? We take it so personally. I had one. So personally. I had one where I remember I was waiting at a, at a bar and was wearing this gorgeous red dress. And it was shortly after a breakup. So I was really vulnerable and he never showed. And I you know, the bartender felt so bad for me and gave me like two free drinks. And, <laughs> and then I, I walked the two blocks home in the city when I lived there. And I came home to an email that said, I went to the wrong bar. I didn't have your phone number. And all the time I was just creating horrible stories about how I wasn't attractive enough, how I was never going to find anyone. And it's just, it's interesting what stories we spin yes <laughs> so powerful so powerful yeah yeah so we also have um shirley's with us again you're a legend shirley and gabby our beautiful angel gabby you know having the opportunity to share with everyone is not about having a show it's about what what enrichment can we offer you what can we offer you and who can we offer you that can bring um, opportunities your way. And I'm so grateful to you, Diana, because the first, it's, it's typical for Carol and I to have a meeting, Carol Ann and I to have a meeting uh, before we choose whether or not to have someone on the show. And like, it was just boom, wasn't it? Right from that first moment, we'd, oh, we love her. <laughs> oh, you guys are so sweet. She's a keeper. We'll, we'll take it. <laughs> Absolutely. So that X energy is so powerful. And unless we tidy that away and not pop it in a drawer, not put to the back of our minds, but really tidy it. When you tidy something, if you go to your desk, like if you could see my desk now, holy dooly, um, you know, it's not just about grabbing everything and just putting it somewhere else, isn't it? It's tidying away what needs to stay, what needs to go, where does it, where, where does it need to live? Where's its home? Absolutely. And then being tender with yourself. Emotions will come up, right? You may have thought you were over somebody and anger comes up or sadness comes up or, you know, resentment. And that doesn't mean that you're going to feel that way forever. But if you don't feel it, right, it will just keep, if you keep suppressing, it will eventually come out somewhere. So move slowly, move gently, move intentionally, and just trust that everything in perfect and divine timing, truly. The more you can get comfortable with yourself and focus on the things that you know, bring you joy and make you come alive, you're gonna signal that person. Or if yeah. you're in a relationship, you're gonna re-spark that relationship. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all important. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, I might've been married for, for a long time, but you know, I still had these, um, relationships before marriage and things but it was a completely different world then you know there was no facebook there was no internet there was none of, of that sort of thing so and and you know i had had a, a friend for four years and then it suddenly ended and well it, it took me a long while to get over that um because you know i didn't have the same tools that i would have now if the same thing happened to me so, you know, I, I think it's really wonderful. And, of course, dating and everything was completely different back then. You know, there was one night stand. God, my thought would have hung him up by the ears. <laughs> you willikers. You know, so, you know it was, it's, a, it's a whole other world and, and it, it's quite interesting. But there's parts of it that I can still relate to. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting it's it's not just seeing myself as this little old lady sitting in the corner who's been married for all these years and doesn't have anything to say because you know life is changing for us all all the time and and you know with relationships and whether they're long ones or, or short ones you know it, it's all it's all about how we feel inside about the whole thing exactly. and uh, so you know it, it's it's uh, but the main thing for everything is loving yourself Self-love is just so important and, and putting yourself as, as number one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, again, we're 
speaking about the dating mirror, trust again, love again, they're very important statements, those ones, trust again, love again. And it's about trusting ourselves and loving ourselves, right? Um, the dancinggoddess.com will find you will find Diana there. And um, it's so important to be really, to, I feel to understand that everything is purposeful. Nothing is not purposeful. So that terrible relationship you might have had, that God-awful marriage you might have had, uh, it's purposeful. We're not victims in any of this ever, even though we may be painted as victims by society and even by ourselves and feel that we're being victimised. The more that we can step out of that energy, the less likely we are to ever experience it again and the more deeply and fully we examine everything openly and honestly and not take on being a victim in it, this sets us free, Diana, doesn't it? Absolutely. It's that choice thing. Are you going to choose to be a victim or are you going to choose to be a heroine? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or a hero. Or a hero. Yes. Mm. Thank you. So um, another chapter I really like that you've got, and this is intuition for online dating. Because let's face it, online dating is huge. Um, and it's a really important opportunity for us to really bring up our intuition into how we are online dating yes and I mean it's not going anywhere <laughs> like when I was when I was dating it was you know match.com and okcupid which are still pretty uh popular but now there's a ton of apps it's literally swipe no, no, no. Yes, maybe. Oh, they're gone. Okay, they went into the technology ethers. Never mind. It's so different. Um, so yeah, it's really important to be able to accurately portray yourself in a limited amount of space. And, um, and then also trust your gut to gauge who really is right, like worth messaging or worth going out with. And how can you tell? So if you are online dating or thinking about it, I always say, you know, the pictures are really important. Mm. You don't want to post pictures of you five years ago. You or 20 out. years ago. Or 20 or, years ago. Or, you know, or 50, 15 kilos lighter. Yes. And, yeah. then, you know, present yourself the way that you are now because it's not even so much about the aesthetics. It's more about the energy, right? Yeah. And if you're energetically aligned and somebody who is your match is going to feel your energy and if your picture is even from two years ago it's different than it is now so present yourself that way and um and then as far as what to say about yourself you know keep it short keep it light but keep it true yeah i like that keep it short keep it light keep it true yeah, because let's face it, if we portray ourselves in a way that isn't us, the stress of actually meeting mm. someone, what can we possibly gain? I would far yeah. rather present myself as I really am and then it's up to other people whether or not they are interested in finding out more about me and if they're not, well, it's doomed anyway. Exactly, exactly. So what's the point? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people treat it as an audition. Like, what do I need to do in order to get the part? And it's like, yeah, but once you get the part, you, you got to be the part exactly. you be yourself. <laughs> I know. Right. I remember being, uh, meeting someone and, and meeting in a coffee shop. And I ended up meeting a few people in this one coffee shop and I thought, I've got to stop coming here. <laughs> I've been there, girlfriend. Yeah, right. Like, it's going to be that shop. It's going to be two blocks from me. So I don't have to deal with driving. And then, <laughs> you know, the barista's like, what are you running here? What are you doing here again? Oh, I see. I see. But it was almost like, and I looked at this, this man and I said, I feel like I'm interviewing for you, interviewing you for a job. I mean, how do you? <laughs> no. And we had actually nothing in common, nothing. <laughs> so it was like, I think this job interview is over, don't you? And then, oh, I've got to tell you this story. So I, I met this guy and met him somewhere and, and he was a lawyer, right? 
And so he spent all this time, and this is about keeping it light, keeping it true, keeping it honest. And he spent all this time about telling about his money and his high-powered job and the Mercedes had just bought his, you know, 17-year-old mm. and this and this and this. And I just looked at him and I remember saying, okay, so you've told me all about your money, but you don't look very happy for it. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what makes you, like, where's your passion? What what makes you happy? And, um, you know, we just chatted for a little while longer and I went home and I couldn't believe it. He called me the next day. And I say? said to him, I realise I realize I probably represent a challenge to you, but I think we both know that we're not suited. <laughs> and he said, yeah, you Fair enough. <laughs> no, but that's, but that's the truth. It wasn't an accusation. It was just true. That's how I really felt at the time. And that was kind of like, that was the precipice that I stood, that I stepped off. Because everything that I knew was he's got money, he's got a great job, blah, 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 blah. He's got a great house, he's got a great car. I began to realise that none of that actually meant a speck of dust to me. Mm-hmm. If, if there's not a heart connection there, I don't really care how much money you've got. And I don't care what car you drive. And I, as I said to another f- fellow um, when we were writing, okay, I've heard how bald you are. I don't really care about that. Tell me about your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about what is important this to is you. It. Yeah. What's, what's, where, what's in your heart? Because if we don't have a heart connection, like imagine the three of us here, even though we're not dating, if we didn't have a heart connection, yes, we could do this show, but it wouldn't have the same energy or oh, the same absolutely. sparkle, would it? I mean, I've, I've been on a lot of interviews and I've had that experience where you're just like, oh my gosh, when is this going to be over? <laughs> it's not fun. And that's the same with meeting people. If it's not fun, and it, I mean, it depends on your definition of fun, but if it's not enjoyable, if there's no joy, you know, if I'm not embracing joy in something. So what ended up happening with you then? So here you are, you've looked this bloke up on Facebook and you've gone to the bar and he didn't turn up. And what, what ended up happening with your story, Diana? So with that one, I actually, I wish that I had had the consciousness that I do now. I was not able to get out of my ego. I was like still upset that for whatever reason, he couldn't figure out how to contact me another way, like miracles. And so I never met the guy. I don't, I don't know what happened to him, but, but it was, what happened to you? Oh, what well. happened to me? So I actually stopped dating for you know, for a while and really started to get on the spiritual path um, and learned about angels. So it's really interesting when I look back. Yeah. Like my twenties, I was in San Francisco living this artist, performing artist, crazy lifestyle that I loved, but I was not in tune with myself. I was definitely looking outside for approval and everything and so it really forced me to take a step back and look at the person in the mirror and develop right develop my intuition so that was definitely a choice point and the men that I started attracting after that were of such a different energy and I realized it was because I had shifted I was able to find something good about every single person I went on a date with even if it wasn't a match you know and when you look at love through that lens it's like let me just be curious about this individual in front of me instead of, you know, taking them on a job interview and seeing if they fill the position. It's like, then every, every experience can become enjoyable and fun. And maybe they know somebody, right? Maybe it's not them, but their best friends available. And they're like, you know, what? we didn't have anything, but I really think you should meet Brad. Like it can come from anywhere, but if you're not open and you're prejudging, then you don't see those opportunities. Absolutely. We've had Dell join us. Hello, beautiful Dell. Always, always a pleasure to know you're with us. Diana, this is such a beautiful opportunity, I feel, for people. Again, your book is The Dating Mirror. I can never, I have a thing with opposites. There we go. <laughs> Trust again, love again. And, and straight. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. I'm just such a pro. Uh, look, you just Trust perfect. again, <laughs> love again. Hire me for your function to hold up your book. <laughs> As you can see, Diana, we don't sort of like strict stick to the general rules of these. Oh, 
I love that we don't. Fun and love and laughter. But, you know, you need a special person to do that too. And, and you know, this is all happening with the three of us. So I think we're just sort of on the same energy uh, level. Mm -hmm. yeah. Same sparkly level. Sparkle, sparkle. Sparkles yeah. are all around yeah. us. Yes. All around us. So um, the other thing I wanted to quickly touch on before we go is the overgiving right i've got a little note here overgiving getting to the root of your pattern because it's one thing to know what your pattern is it's a whole different ball game to really understand that there's a journey to getting to the basis of that and that's where the healing happens is in the basis absolutely it's not a peripheral healing is it no and it's about looking at where your unmet needs are mm. right so where is the thing that's constantly triggering you maybe it's oh like she never acknowledges me like that's the thing then go a little bit further it's like okay where am I not acknowledging myself and journal on that and eventually you'll get to a core story maybe from your childhood maybe from you know the prior relationship and then you can see it and then you can truly release it uh, but until we can really meet our own needs and identify what those are, then we can express who we are authentically in the world. But if we're constantly walking around, right, like totally unaware and expecting the world to give us something and have a person give you something you're not giving yourself, that's where the problems start. And that's where you may come up with the little notions like there's no no good men out there, or no good women out there. I'm too old. And it's easy to justify when really it's just a core need that needs to be acknowledged. Exactly. And it's as you true to yourself. Sorry, Anna. You need to be true to yourself and to, to know who the true you is, who the real you is, not, not what somebody might think you are, but what when you're happy and comfortable in yourself, and know that you're you're the true you that you love yourself and all of those things then that's a place to be yes and it's yeah. a journey to get there you know I also want to say that if you feel like you haven't loved yourself it doesn't mean that you cannot manifest a relationship yes. you can but just um, understand right like that's an opportunity to see yourself at a deeper level um, instead of putting so much pressure on the relationship to, to, to be it, the end all be all. It's like, what am I learning about myself? What do I need to love myself more around? And where's my opportunity to, to share love with this other person for however long they're supposed to be in my life? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In any relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Not even romantic, but like friendships, you know, work colleagues, like family even. I mean, how can you shift that dynamic? Because how we are in one relationship is how we are in all, if you look deep enough. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And that is absolutely key. And I love that you've brought that up right at the end of the show. Because it, looking at how we are, who we are in our relationships, who are in our, in our relationship to ourselves, as I said when at, at the at earlier on, I thought, oh, my my soulmate's coming in. But what it what it's, what it is is I am learning what it's like to be my own twin flame, my own soulmate, to be in the type of relationship with myself that I've always wanted to share and experience. How to look after myself and be tender and kind and gentle and, um, you know. Patient. Have fun. I have fun. Yeah. Have yeah. a lot of fun. Even just in the supermarket. And some of the thoughts come to my mind. It's like, hilarious. We are totally on the same wavelength. I love supermarkets. <laughs> I could stay for hours. And now, you know, with everything that's going on, they're just like, can we help you, ma'am? I'm like, my little guilty pleasure, all of you now know, is I will go and get my stuff on the list and then I will get one of the like trashy Us Weekly magazines and I will go to like the baby aisle or somewhere where there's nobody and I will be that woman that's like, oh my gosh, look at Brad Pitt. He is with another person now. And then it's like two hours later and they're just like, ma'am, can we help you? Like, oh, no. I'm thinking I'm having a lovely time. I'm having a great time. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, I, I don't really like cooking, 
But, oh, I love the kitchen aisle and I adore <laughs> kitchen stores and I want to look at everything. And I always had this fantasy. See, this comes back down to the root of the thing. I always had this fantasy of had a fabulous kitchen with some beautiful red wine, Pavarotti sipping, some copper pots and beautiful utensils. I would love cooking, right? You still don't. <laughs> that was my fantasy. Well, I don't never had those things, but I began to realise that none of those things had anything to do with cooking. No. Right? The reason I didn't like cooking was something so completely different. So I need to get myself into that space that says I'm going to prepare, lovingly prepare some beautiful, nutritious food for myself. And then it's a whole different thing. Yes. Boom. I love that. Yes, I, I, especially like the red wine, like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can have red wine in your cooking. Don't drink anymore. I'd be no, on no, the no. That's, what, that's what tickled my fancy. <laughs> Although I did learn how to make the, you know, the Bailey's Irish cream. I didn't, I've never really been much of a drinker. I'm not very good at it, truth be told. Um, and I learned how to make that because I thought, oh, this would be really yummy. And anyway, I found myself going, oh, where did that Lisa go? It was like ice cream, <laughs> right? You can imagine me, can't you, Carolyn, over a period of a couple of weeks, going, I think I have to stop making this stuff because I wasn't even respecting what it was. It was alcohol, for God's sake. Because... Um, <laughs> I just get really silly and then I get really tired when I go to sleep. So, you know, it's not much point me drinking. Um, but again, that brings me back to, you know, sometimes when I go out and people say, can I get you something to drink? And I say, is it okay for my cup of tea? It doesn't matter what you're drinking. It's right. are you enjoying this? What is your, you know, what you really enjoy? Yeah. Um, it's, it's the same. No matter what level you peel away, no matter what layer you're looking at, it's what is your enjoyment, what brings you that heart-centred feeling of well-being. And it's got nothing to do with what's going on up here. It's very true. Or what other people have got to say. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been great. I've loved it. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been great. Mm. Thank mm. you guys so much. This, this has been awesome. Been wonderful. We'd love to have you back on again. I know I can speak for Carol Ann. Yep, yep definitely. definitely. Oh, I would love to. I'd be so Fabulous. honored. Yeah. Fabulous. We'll be in touch. Thank you. The dancinggoddess.com. Where's the book? Oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, we did it at the same time. <laughs> I could draw a draw. Are you ready? <laughs> you totally beat me. I totally put it away. Oh, see, I was on it. I knew what I was going to do. Thank you to if Angela has just joined us in the chat room. Angela, thank you so much. We're just coming to the conclusion of the show. <laughs> but this is available for replay. Diana has shared so many valuable insights and tools for dating, for internet dating, for um, getting in touch with our intuition. She's even shared a really cool story about feng shui. There is a lot involved in her beautiful book the dating mirror trust again love again i recommend you get that uh, it's fantastic and it's and you know what else i love about this and i'm really grateful for is the size of the print yes <laughs> isn't the font fun too like and the whoever shows that i don't know who they were but thank you person like <laughs> really easy you've got plenty of white space yeah, i don't have a book to hold up I know, oh. right? Because I drove over to Caroline's and picked it up this morning. Oopsie. I'm going to hold up my little dragon instead. He's sitting here <laughs> with to me today. So I'm going to hold up my little dragon and he's going to say hello to everyone. Oh, cute. Oh, that's gorgeous. So thanks for joining us, everyone. TheDancingGoddess.com. Diana is, Diana Durrell is on Facebook as well. And, hey, it's just always beautiful to share with you. And please remember that we're celebrating our 10 years consecutively broadcasting on Angel Heart Radio this coming Sunday uh, in the USA. And you guys will be asleep. I don't know what time it is, but it'll be <laughs> early hours. Uh, it'll be 7.30 a.m. in Rome and 3.30 p.m. here in Brisbane. We're going to bring together some of our past hosts and just have a beautiful time and share with you because you've made this possible um, equally. So thank you so much for being with us. It's a blessing to be a part of Angel Heart Radio and I've loved the show today and I've really loved talking to you, Diana. It's been really quite 
inspirational in many ways, even though I'm in a different position to everybody else. It's, I love the way that you've brought all of the all of the intuition and the clairs and everything into it. And it for me to be able to look back and think about, you know, years ago it was such a different world, really and truly. So, but you know, that's fine. It's all good. It's all part of making us who we are. And and as long as we're happy and comfy with who we are in our heart and where we are in life, that's the important thing. That's Thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. And this will be up on Angel Heart Radio and Spreaker and on Angel Heart uh, listen.com as a podcast if you like the podcast of course it'll be on Apple Music and all those other really great places you can download it from Spotify all the great places so um, thanks everyone thank you Diana you've just been an absolute yeah, joy you've oh, been a pleasure it's such been a pleasure. pleasure thank you very much lots That's and lots of love it's your turn Carol and we do a special sign off every week your turn you all come back now <laughs> Take good care of you, be kind to you, love you, because you matter in the world. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. You can check out who's on, when we're on, and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is brought to you by angellight777.com. The views and opinions expressed by Angel Heart Radio hosts, guests, co-hosts and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.